Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 152, I'm going to be talking about 13 ways to get more sales. Okay, you're building a business with your blog and you're going to want to sell some stuff. I launched a membership site for my biology blog a few weeks ago, and now that the launch is over, I need to work on making more sales. There there are a bunch of things that I'm going to be doing to make that a reality. And what I'm going to be doing in this episode is sharing some of those things with you. Of course, they're going to be evolving over time, and I'll come back to that and share even more. Some of them I've already implemented. A bunch are still on the horizon. Horizon? Horizon? I can't speak. Oh, man. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. <laughs> so I guess the word that I was trying to say there is horizon. Or horizon. Oh, man. Now I'm all disoriented. I don't even know what I'm <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say. That's messed up. Are you going to do a professional podcast and you don't even know what you're saying? Anyhow, you get the point. The rest is coming up. You know, I, I, I have stuff that I still need to do. <laughs> I'm just going to get rid of that word horizon or horizon um, from my vocabulary. It's it's obviously not working out well for me. Anyhow, so, you know, at the beginning of the month, I launched a membership site for my biology blog, and I call this the Anatomy and Physiology Academy. If you don't know, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, um, yes, I talk about how to build a, a business with a blog, um, how to build one that's going to survive all the mood swings that Google has. Obviously, they have a bunch of mood swings that affect so many people all over the world. But the way I do this is not just by writing articles and so on, but I actually go out and I'm building a blog. Um, I've been building my biology blog. I'm a, a biology um, teacher. Well, I'm, I'm a university professor and biology is my background. And I started a blog in 2010, 2011, um, right there at the transition uh, to teach the world biology and it has grown significantly. And one of the things that I love to do is to share some of the things that I'm doing um, or basically all the things that I'm doing so that you can not only learn from someone that's talking about, you know, the theory of building a blog, but someone that's actually out there and doing it. And then I go out there, I do the things, and I come back and I report my results so that you can see what works for me. Um, and, of course, I interview people so you can see what works for them. And you can start implementing some of these same things in your business and hopefully see the same type of success. Um, of course, along the way, there are going to be some failures. There are going to be some successes. And I want to share them all. So, um 
you know, so I've been I've been speaking the last two episodes. I've been talking about this membership site. Um, the first one was where I did an interview with Leah Fish. Um, she has an organic chemistry uh, membership site, which is kind of in a niche that's tangential to mine. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot from that. And then the second episode that was last week was where I spoke about 13 things that I had learned from launching the membership site. And today, what I'm going to be doing is kind of taking stock of where things are and then talk about the things that I'm going to be doing over time, over the next few weeks and months to increase my sales. Um, now, I knew that when I, when, when I launched this, I knew that the hardest work would come after the initial launch. And I am 100% okay with that, especially if I want to build it to a point where it's replacing my teaching salary, um, specifically by the end of June. I would like for this new membership site to cover my entire salary. If you don't know, I'm leaving my job at the end of June. Uh, I've put in my notice. They're already looking for new in, uh, someone to replace me and all that stuff. And now I'm on a journey to, to build something uh, bigger than I've built in the past and also something that is making a decent, not a decent, a good income. My blog is making money, but I wanted to make more because, you know, for some reason, you know, children got to eat, <laughs> you know, and, and your wife needs, you know, food and clothing and all that kind of stuff and shelter. It's nice to have a place to live. It's nice to have the bills paid. Um, and, um, you know, those are some important things. <laughs> There's not much I could say about that. You, you understand. Um, so I would love it if this membership site, just this membership site, not everything else that I'm doing, if that can replace my income, even though it's relatively new, I want it to grow to that point. And one of the beautiful things about it is since it's a membership site, it's recurring income. Um, so you can kind of expect that money, if, you, if you're doing things right, to stay consistent from month to month and hopefully even increase from month to month. Um, so you get to kind of follow along for the ride, but not just to see what I'm doing and hear what I'm doing, but so that you can then go and take action and implement these things on your business. So a quick update. Um, I launched a membership site at the beginning of the month, uh, the beginning of February, uh, f just a few days into February. And so far, well, f first of all, I launched it at a price of $27 a month. And then after a few day a week, I think I increased it to $47 a month. Currently, we have 16 members in the academy, and it's at $472, $472 so far for this month. The entire month has not passed as yet. Um, I'm hoping to break at least the 500 for the first month and then just continue building from that. Um, and, you know, as a part of the membership site, I'm doing weekly webinars. I'm getting great feedback from the members that are in, and I am just loving it. You know, I get to interact with a smaller group of individuals, and hopefully that smaller group is going to continue to get larger. And not hopefully, that smaller group will continue to get larger and larger, and I'll continue to get great feedback. Uh, one of the beautiful things I enjoy about this is that I'm literally getting paid to create the content. I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, in a year, I will have so much content that I can take that content and package it in multiple ways and have multiple products as a result of what I've done over the year while being paid to do it. You know, when I launched Become a Blogger Premium, 
it was different because I had to spend a lot of time and I spent months and months creating the videos, creating the resources and putting them together in a specific way. Um, and then we did the launch and the launch went extremely well, but I wasn't being paid all along while creating the content. Because of the way I'm structuring this membership site, I am creating the content every week. And, and some people might look at that and say, ah, oh, man, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be committed to making content every week. But you know what? I want to be committed right now to making content every week because I have to build something huge. I have to build something significant. So I'm enjoying this. It's great that I'm getting paid while doing it. Um, I didn't have to wait. You know, I, I, I thought about the membership site last month and I did the launch this month. <laughs> so it's a beautiful thing. Anyhow, th that's kind of a little bit of background in terms of where we are right now with the Anatomy and Physiology Academy membership site that I launched for my, my interactive biology um, blog. So let's talk about the 13 things. Let's see. Yep, I have 13 things. Let's go with thing number one. One way that you can get more sales, whether you're selling a product, a membership site, a service, whatever it is, is to give away something for free that is high value. Now, up to this point, I one of the main um, income generators for my biology blog was a study guide that I created, uh, and that study guide is one that I sold on the website, on the blog, for $34.95. I've sold hundreds of copies, and I decided that because I want to focus on this membership site, I am going to take this study guide, which is very related to the content that we cover in the membership site, and I'm going to give it away for free. And that's exactly what I did. Um, over the last two and a half to three weeks since I've kind of done the launch, I just started giving it away. And so far, I've had over 1,700 people download that. Um, and the key thing here is you're building trust. You're building trust equity. All right, People are consuming content from you. It's a very valuable resource. I mean, I priced it at $34.95, but this thing is extremely valuable. I've had so many people um, use the study guide and say it helped them so much more than their $100 textbook. Um, so it's something that I put together that was high value and I, I'm now giving it away to build that trust. Not that I didn't have trust before, but I wanted to give even more. And since I started giving it away, I've had so much positive feedback that quite frankly, it's hard to respond to all of the emails that I've been getting. <laughs> when I first sent it out, uh, I, I, I had like 200 emails in response to me giving it away. And I had to go through each one and uh, respond if it, it was necessary to respond. And that was just a pain. But I'm putting in all that effort up front because it's helping me to build trust with my audience. And if your audience trusts you, they're going to be more likely to buy from you. So that's number one. Give away something for free that has a high value. Number two, and this relates directly to number one, is in that thing that you're giving away for free, 
include links to your product or your service or whatever it is you are selling. Now, not just links. Uh, links, you know, that's, that's, I'm just saying that because you need to have the link to go to your site um, or to your sales page. But more like a blurb, you want to be, you want to answer the question, why should they join? Why should they purchase? What is in it for them? What is the value uh, of them actually saying, you know, I'm going to take out my credit card or I'm going to log into my PayPal account and I'm going to send you money in exchange for this thing that you're offering. That is something you definitely want to answer. By the end of that free resource, whatever it is, you should have dealt with as many ob objections as you can think of that they might come up with. Okay, so you really want to give them a reason why this is something that... Um, why this is something that they should purchase. What is the value? What is the benefit for them? Now, this is something that I am working on right now. I am giving away the study guide. Yes, I have links in there to, <coughs> excuse me, I have links in there to my sales page, but I'm not really selling it well. I have links on page three. I have links on page 61, which is the last page. And then I have links in the footer. But on the pages where I talk about the academy, I really need to deal with these objections and deal with the why, giving them a solid reason um, why this would be of benefit for them. So that's something that I'm going to be working on. And of course, I'm going to be sharing the details of that with you and um, what the results are. Number three. You want to have various opt-in forms and squeeze pages. Now, this is something that I'm just doing now. In the past, with everything that I, I've done, um, I typically have one squeeze page. Again, I think, you know, I send all of the traffic to that one squeeze page. But what I started doing now is setting up multiple squeeze pages. I have my main squeeze page. I have a squeeze page for people that come directly from YouTube since YouTube is one of my main traffic generation strategies. When they come from YouTube, they go to a, a specific squeeze page that invites them to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And also, um, it invites them to uh, opt in to get my free study guide. Okay, so that's tailored specifically to the people that are coming from YouTube. And I'm having good success with that. And then I also have a Facebook squeeze page. When you go to my Facebook page, um, there's a tab. I don't know if you call them tabs still, um, but there's a tab that goes, uh, well, right on Facebook, you can opt in to get my um, study guide. So that's another squeeze page that I set up specifically for people on Facebook. Another thing that I'm doing is, you know, sometimes you have links to your site that may be broken links or someone goes to a page on your site that does not exist. And what happens is they get an error page. When they get that error page, it just usually says, hey, you, you reached the wrong page. Um, sorry, go to another one. But what I've done is I've set up an error page so that when they reach to that wrong page, it tells them, oh, I'm so sorry, but you've come to the wrong page, but I, wa I don't want you to leave empty-handed. I have this extremely valuable resource, which is my free uh, physiology study guide that you can get access to. Just click here, and they click there, and they enter their name and email address. Um, and that has been working very well. 
I'm also working on getting opt-in forms on the blog itself. So that's the next thing that I'm doing. Now, you might be wondering how I'm doing all of this. I'm actually using lead pages, um, which is a, a really a, a nice piece of software that allows you to easily generate landing pages, squeeze pages, sales pages, and all that kind of stuff. And it tracks your conversions and all that. It just makes it easy. There's some features about, uh, some things about it that I don't like, but there are a bunch of things about it that I love. Um, since I'm the one that's making those pages, I wanted an easy system to do it, so I use that. And let me just share you some share some details. Um, my YouTube study guide opt-in page, so people that come from YouTube, right now it's converting at about 39%, which is significant. Um, let's see, my main study guide suite, squeeze page is converting at 34%. That, that's good stuff. My error page right now is converting at 50%. That means half of the people that make a mistake and go to the wrong page actually end up um, signing up for my study guide. Um, my Facebook study guide page is converting at 29%. So you can see it's doing relatively well. Now my sales page is only converting at 1%. So I'm going to talk about um, uh, that a little later in terms of things that I can do to make that better. So that's number three. Have various opt-in forms and squeeze pages that is leading to your, your free resource that eventually leads to your sales page. Okay, so sweet. Number four, create a follow-up sequence that builds intrigue for your product and then sells it. Now, this is a key word, this whole intrigue thing. I'm actually working right now with a mentor. You might know him, Gideon Shalwick. Um, he was one of the original guys behind Become a Blogger, and he is my mentor right now through this process. I'm actually, I have a mentor, I have a mastermind group, and I'm, I'm getting feedback and input from a number of people because I want to build something substantial. And one of the things that he mentioned um, and he's having me go through this exercise now is to create a follow-up sequence that builds intrigue. So it's not as if you're just, hey, uh, here's this great resource, sign up now. No, it's not that. You're building intrigue. You're making them a little curious about what's coming next. And when the next thing comes, it makes them curious about what's coming next. And in this process, you want to be answering the why question. You want to be answering the who, the what, the how. I mean, who is this for? Why should they care? What is it and why is it of value to them? Um, how will it be um, delivered? How are they going to benefit from it? All these things, you want to basically be overcoming the objections and then bring them to a point when there's a now decision. Okay, it is time for you to make a decision. You can decide to purchase it or you can decide not to purchase it. And this is a process that I'm going through. And I'm going to share much more about this with you as I build up my follow-up sequence. But the key thing is it's building intrigue for my product or it will be building intrigue for the product, which is the membership site, and it will be selling that product. So that's number four. Number five, a valuable lesson that I've been learning. Um, interview people who actually bought your product and find out why they bought it. Find out what they are hoping to get from it. Find out what, what uh, problems they're having and how you can solve it. 
this is something that I am starting this week. I already sent out an email to the people that bought and tell them, hey, if you would like to have a conversation with me, I would love to talk to you to see how I can provide even more value. They're already paid members. But this is something that I've noticed. When I launched the Anatomy and Physiology Academy, in my mind, I was specifically targeting students that are in anatomy and physiology right now in college. But then when I started doing the live sessions and the Q&A sessions specifically, I started noticing that the questions that they are asking don't sound as if these people are just taking anatomy and physiology. They sounded more advanced than that. It sounded as if um, some of them were nurses. Well, not sounded as if. I, I began to figure out that at least one or two of the people that signed up, they're actually nurses that are out there, that are practicing, and they are uh, trying to figure out some of the things that they're doing and understand the underlying mechanisms. That's not someone that's just taking anatomy and physiology. That's a little more advanced. And if these are the people that are actually buying, not the people that are saying, hey, you know, what you're doing is great, but these are the people are, that are actually buying, you want to find out as much as possible about those people um, and and narrow it down to what, who they are, what they want. And, and that can help you then target the right people. And that's the next one that we're going to talk about. So if you already have customers, find out why they're customers because that might be the key to your success going forward, not what you thought originally. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see. I have my first interview um, tomorrow and then another one on uh, Thursday and then another one on Friday and I'll see how many more come in. But I really want to get into their minds and see who they are and what they're struggling with so that I can target them even better. Target others just like them as opposed to the people that I expected would be interested in signing up. Because, you know, I remember when I was in college, when I was in college and I was taking classes like that, I don't know that I would have necessarily paid for a service to help me out, you know? So finding out, I mean, interviewing those people is a good step. Number six, figure out, which is, this is exactly uh, an extension of number five. You're interviewing these people. And number six, you're figuring out exactly who they are. It is important to narrow it down. Be as specific as possible. And I have a, a, a what I call the, I don't call it a customer avatar, but uh, the ideal target person, which is the same concept as a customer avatar. But I have a, a, a write-up of who that person is, and I, and I have a strong suspicion that that is going to change after these interviews. Now, this is something that was brought out to me. Um, even in my launch, I had someone that contacted me and said, you know, I was just unclear as to exactly who this is for. I couldn't tell if it was for me, if it's for someone that's just a beginner, if it's someone that's more advanced. Um, can you clarify? And that gave me the idea that, hey, maybe I need to be much more, much clearer about who I'm targeting. Okay, so once you've figured out exactly who your target audience is, number seven is you want to rework your sales funnel to target more of those kinds of individuals. Don't target other people. Target the people that are actually buying. 
Now, I want to kind of briefly go over this concept of a sales funnel. It may be familiar to you. It may not be familiar to you. But when you think about a funnel, you think about an object that is wide at the top and narrow at the bottom. Um, when I'm taking water from um, this big container that we have here at home and trying to put it into a little bottle, I use a funnel because I can catch a bunch of water without making a mess and then bring it down to this narrow exit where it's going into the smaller um, container. That's the same thing. That's what we mean with a funnel. You're starting wide at the front. You're casting a wide net. You're getting a bunch of people to sign up and download your free study guide or your free resource or your free um, a follow-up sequence or whatever it is and eventually you're narrowing it down to a certain percentage a small subset of those individuals that are actually gonna purchase your product that is the concept of a funnel and what you want to do is re look at that funnel look at your opt-in your squeeze pages look at your follow-up sequence look at the free resource that you are giving away and rework that to target the specific type of individual that you narrowed down from doing those interviews of people that are actually buying, not just people that are saying, hey, you are so awesome and I love this free stuff that you're giving me. Okay, so that's number seven. Let's move on to point number eight. Number eight, leverage popular posts on your blog to drive traffic to your sales page. Now, if you have um, posts on your blog, you can go into Google Analytics and you can see which content is popular. Go to the content section and you can see the pages that a lot of people are visiting. Do those posts talk about the content that you cover in your product, in your membership site, in your services? If so, you can leverage those to drive traffic back to those sales pages. And this is a process that I'm going to be doing over the next few weeks. I'm going to look at those posts and see how I can rework them in a way that makes it obvious that if you're enjoying this content, you might want to check out my academy because in my academy, we take it to the next level. You want to bridge that gap for those individuals. So if you have popular posts uh, or you will, there are some posts on your blog that are more popular than others. And those are the ones you want to start with. Yes, you can try to leverage all, but that might come over a bit too salesy. So look at the ones that are really being effective and try to see how you can bridge that gap um, so that pe more people can be driven to your sales page. Number nine, number nine. This applies if you're using YouTube. And this is something that I'm doing right now. Um, so I, YouTube is obviously huge for me, um, and um, that's how I really got my traffic going. That's how I initially got my exposure. And what I did so far with YouTube is I went to YouTube and I looked at my top 10 videos. And when I saw what those, you can just go to your YouTube analytics. When I saw what those top 10 videos were, I just simply focused, went to those top 10 videos, and I added annotations and in the annotations what i basically said is click here to get my um, free study guide or something of that sort um, something that make it sound you know i should actually look to see what it says but anyhow you get the point 
I made sure that it sounded attractive and I knew that if these people are watching these videos, they might be interested in this free study guide that I've been that I'm giving away. And I just started this a few days ago and from those 10 videos, I can see that 429 people came to my YouTube study guide opt-in page and of those 39% subscribed, um, opted in, and that's 167 individuals. That's 167 individuals, that more individuals that might not have opted in if I didn't include those annotations. And that's all that I've done. Now I have like 180 videos on there. So imagine if I go through and and do that for all of them. And then I change the link in the description to come to get this free study guide, which takes them through that funnel. Okay, so if this is something that you're going to be doing, if you're using YouTube, start with the most popular videos and then work your way down. And that's exactly what I'm doing, and it seems to be working well. Uh, let's see. Number 10. Ah, oh, 10. We only have four more. Number 10. Once again, if you're using YouTube, create a YouTube video that's advertising your product or your funnel and have that as your recommended video. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you go to YouTube and you watch certain videos, in the bottom left, you'll see in some of them um, the, that the channel owner recommends this one particular video. This is something that I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to create a video that is advertising um, the, 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 the free study guide because I want to get more people checking out the study guide and and then in the bottom left of all my videos, I'm going to have that video that I'm recommended so that I can drive more traffic to that video. And then from that, drive more traffic to my study guide. And from that, drive more traffic from my study guide to my sales page. And a certain percentage of those individuals are going to purchase. So that's number 10. Number 11. And this is another big project for me over the next few months. Make your sales copy, that's the, the text that's on the page, on the sales page, make your sales copy or your sales video better. Continue to improve on it. As you figure out who your target audience is, as you figure out what's working and what's not working, start making it better. And the way I recommend doing this is by doing split tests. What a split test is, or an A-B test, is when someone comes and they visit this particular page, and in this situation, it might be a sales page. 50% of those individuals are going to see one version. 50% of those, in the other 50% is going to see another version. And what that does is you can test two different styles of pages. You can test headlines. You can test sales video versus not sales video. You can test all of these different elements and see what is performing better and, and then work on increasing your conversions. I told you, I told you that terrible number that my conversion rate right now for my sales page is 1%. If I can change my sales copy and make this 2%, that doubles my sales. So I would no longer be at around $500. I would be at around 1,000. If I can triple that and make it just 3%, that's not a huge number. But then I just tripled my income. So by doing these split tests, by testing out different copy, testing out different headlines and videos and colors and whatever, you can work on increasing your conversion. Now, it's much easier to increase conversions than it is to double. Like I can double 
1% to 2% much easier than doubling my traffic from 1,000 visitors to 2,000 visitors. Traffic takes a lot of work. Conversion, not as much. It just takes you being more targeted, being more effective, and having your words do a better job at selling. So continue to improve on your sales page. Um, and this is something that you can do within lead pages. I didn't mention this before, and I'm, of course I'm going to include links to the, all these resources in the show notes, but I do have an affiliate link for lead pages. If you go to becomeablogger.com slash lead pages, um, you know, I've been back and forth as to whether I should use this, um, but it just ended up being so simple. I'm going to do a full tutorial and review on lead pages at some, at a point in, some point in the future because there are things I absolutely love and there are things that I absolutely hate about lead pages, and I'm going to share all of that with you. So that's number 11. Two more. Number 12, pay for traffic to your sales page. Now, this is not something that I, I recommend that you do in the beginning. Um, what you need to do, in, in my mind at least, before paying for traffic, there are certain things that you need to have a handle on. Number one, you need to know what your conversion rates are. Um, so let me give you a specific example. Let's say 1,000 people visit my page, my sales page, and let's say that 3% of those individuals will purchase. I'm sorry, we're going to do a, a little bit of math here, so bear with me. I'm going to make it as easy as possible. 3% of those people purchase. That is going to be 30 people. Okay, so if 30 people purchase a product and let's say that product costs $33, then I will make $1,000 in sales because 30 people times $33 is pretty much $1,000. It's 990 something, but let's just say $1,000 for simplification. What this means is that every visitor, you remember how many visitors I had to my site? to my sales page, a thousand, right? That means every visitor is worth $1. Because I've been tracking these details and because I know my, my conversion is 3% and I know that my price um, is 33 for the you know math making it easier, I know that I'm gonna make $1,000 from those thousand people so each visitor is worth $1,000. What this then tells me is how much I can spend. I can spend 99 cents <laughs> I wouldn't recommend spending that much if you're making a dollar per person. But if I spend 99 cents on a visitor, whether it's via Facebook ads or whatever the case might be, then I'm making a profit. In order to really effectively drive um, paid traffic to your site, you need to have a handle on those numbers. And that is something that comes with time. Okay, so that's the level of detail that you want to have. And number 13, which is the final tip, continue tweaking. You know, in the, the last episode, I spoke about tracking and I spoke about the fact that I use the Google URL builder. In this episode, I spoke about lead pages and these do a pretty good job at tracking um, conversions. And I think what I need to do is make a tutorial on using the Google URL builder and I'll do that at some point. But that is giving me a better understanding of my numbers because I want to know what is my conversion, what are, what are these visitors worth, and eventually I'm going to have a very clear picture and then 
um, uh, of, of what is working. Um, it is important to track these things. You know, something that I've done in the past is create a spreadsheet and then I had my VA go through and keep track of how everything is going, how many opt-ins I'm getting, how many sales and how many visitors I'm getting and what and, and keeping track of all these details. And the key thing is having it in one place. And that is something that I'm going to be doing pretty soon here, creating a spreadsheet um, for interactive biology so that I can track all of those details in one page and look at this spreadsheet and know instantly where I am, how things are going, if what my conversion rates are, um, what my sales are, and then based on those, I can continue to make decisions on how to make things better. So those are the 13 things. Let me recap really quick. Number one, give away something for free that has high value. Number two, include links and even a blurb um, about your product, uh, links to your product and a blurb about your product. Number three, have various opt-in forms and squeeze pages, not just one. Number four, create a follow-up sequence that builds intrigue for your product and sells it. Number five, interview the people who have actually bought your product and find out why they bought it. Number six, from those interviews, you want to figure out exactly who your target audience is or at least who they should be. And number seven, rework your sales funnel to target more of those specific kinds of people. Number eight, leverage popular posts to drive popular posts on your drive on your blog to drive traffic to your sales page. Number nine, if you're using YouTube, link videos back to your funnel or your product or whatever it is um, using annotations, the descriptions, and so on. Number 10, create a YouTube video advertising your product or your funnel, your free resource, and have that as your recommended video using the, the YouTube in-video programming in the channel settings. Number 11, 11, make your sales copy or your sales video, your sales page, better. Number 12, pay for traffic to your sales page, but only after you have a good idea of what your numbers are. And number 13, continue tweaking. Man, that was a whole lot of stuff. I hope you got value from this. I know I got value from these concepts, and these are the things that I am going to be working on because, you know what, I got to build something that is doing that's making damage. And when I say damage, I mean the good kind of damage, <laughs> you know, feeding families and um, um, paying bills and, you know, you know, living and all that good jazz. <laughs> oh, man, I hope you got value from that. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would head on over to iTunes, becomeablogger.com slash iTunes. I haven't looked over there in a while to see even how many um, reviews I have. But for those of you that have left reviews, thank you so much. It's great to know that people are finding value in what you're doing. And if you're finding value in what I'm doing here, go ahead and leave that review. And of course, if you want to get started with your blog so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world, check out my free videos at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to sh follow me as I show you exactly, step by step. You're looking at my screen and I'm doing these things, showing you how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and how you can do the same. Same, man, I'm just stumbling over my words. Freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, actionable, and awesome. That's it for this episode. Until next time, take care, and God bless. <laughs>